All right, it looks like we're live judging from the video. Uh, I think I see the gameplay going on. All right, what is going on? And welcome to tonight's offerings of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 216, the place on Sunday nights to talk about Xbox and more from around the game industry. Of course, this is your host, Invader, and it's great to see you all here as you're all filing in. Uh, We've got a few things to cover on tonight's show. Uh, Elden Ring, the uh, hotly anticipated game, has finally released, and we'll give you some of our early impressions of the game. Uh, Also, reports of Call of Duty getting delayed. Does this, uh, you know, do you think that this uh, series deserves a bit of a break? Well, we'll give our thoughts on that topic and many others. But first, let me introduce you to everyone on tonight's panel for TXR, starting off with General MLD. Hey, bud, how are you doing? Hey, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a pretty good week in gaming, to say the least. I'm sure a lot of people are having fun with Elden Ring and trying that out, seeing how that goes. I myself, yeah, uh, like, uh, bless the people that do like that stuff. I can't. I don't have the patience for Souls genre. I myself am playing these, uh, the Ezio trilogy, just getting back into that. 60 frames, it makes a world of difference. So that's just me uh, hacking away at the old backlog. But yeah, looking forward to talking it out this week. Indeed. If you want to ease your way into it, Sekiro's a good way. Really? Of all the Souls <laughs> games, that's the best one to start with, you, you say? That's the one I started with, and just we'll get into it here in a bit, but just going from that, from my first Souls game to, like, Elden Ring, I'm just like, okay, I have no idea. Like, there's just so much more to it. It's kind of like going from, like, Call of Duty. It feels like call, going from Call of Duty to, like, playing Battlefield, where it's like you need to know. <laughs> trying to fly a helicopter in Battlefield is like a completely different animal than if you're trying to fly one like in a GTA. Like, it kind of feels like that. Like, Sekiro is more like streamlined. Not that it holds your hand. It's very difficult. But uh, it's just more like straightforward. And you and there's a really good tutorial. <laughs> there's a tutorial in this one, but I haven't found it. <laughs> okay. So I need some Good to know. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, Very good to know, Eric. Uh, Thanks for the tip. Yeah, no, definitely. I can't wait to hear your comments on that. But just to, like, go off of what MLD was saying, yeah, I've been eating away at my backlog as well, guys. I've actually been playing a couple of games on the PlayStation 5. I just beat Timothy's Night. Uh, Interesting little title there. As well, I started up uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which... I gotta say, so far, I am really enjoying it. It's a nice platformer, for sure. Always been a fan of the uh, Ratchet & Clank games, by the way. Alright, moving on down the list here. Uh, well, since you spoke, Shock, uh, how is things at your end? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I haven't got too many hours in into uh, Elden Ring. But, um, but otherwise, yeah, from uh, what I've played, pretty good so far. Um, <clears throat> and just learning some of the new combat but uh but yeah other than that just been waiting for that to drop out and then i'm gonna sink a lot more hours to it this week Mm -hmm. yeah no doubt i know (laughs) i've seen some of the uh the play times people have been listing and uh some people haven't even gone into like the first boss and they put in 20 30 hours which oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i am excited i'm trying to get the uh the lg uh c1 this week so finally looking to upgrade they've dropped dropped in price considerably 
when you look at like 55 uh, inch OLEDs, I think they're I think their C ones like under a thousand now on Amazon and mm-hmm. 65 like under 15. So well, within you know you can get that 55 inch 200 dollars more than I paid for my uh, TCL a few years ago. So they've come down com- quite a bit. So if anyone's looking to use that uh, VRR, definitely look on Amazon because they're that's the only one I've seen them that cheap. For some reason, like every other Best Buy or every other re- retailer I see is like has a their market like full MSRP. So, yeah, I actually I've been looking into getting a new TV. I know I've been saying that for a while, but I do need to upgrade uh, maybe in the coming months. So, oh, that's something to look into. I will certainly uh, keep an eye on that one. And let's see, moving on down the list here, Centurion, my pal from Arizona. How's uh, how's things under the sun? Ah, things are going great, man. It actually rained here the other day, though. Man, I love rainy days. I don't know about you guys, but it's been a little bit of a relaxing week. actually found some time to uh, do some gaming in between working way too much. I keep going back to playing Dying Light 2. For some reason, I'm just... I'm enjoying the hell out of that game. Um, I don't care what anybody says. It, I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's all about taste, obviously. I mean, I know that's kind of a general take on anything, but hey, I've seen a lot of people enjoying it. It looks pretty cool to me. Uh, I know that uh, you've been trying to get me into talking up the first one a lot. Uh, I want to get into it. It's just. <sighs> Like I was saying before, the backlog, the backlog, I'm really trying to get through it right now. But, you know, if I got some time in the next coming months, maybe in the summer, I might uh, pick it up and see uh, see how good it is on your recommendation. Uh, let's see here. Heads up, guys. Uh, just so you know, Tim Dog will not be making it tonight, uh, but he will be here next Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd give you a heads up on that, you know, on some audio things. Uh, as well, speaking of audio, I know that there's been some technical audio issues past couple of shows i think i've got them resolved now but i'll be keeping an eye on things so uh, don't freak out don't freak out <laughs> but uh saying that guys why don't we go right into our first topic and you know we we've had a lot of big games release over the past month february has been well, both a blessing and a burden to gamers, to say the least. And uh, March has a few big games as well. However, uh, the hotly, greatly anticipated game Elden Ring by From Software, it's finally out in the wild, and it's getting a ton of critical praise. Uh, Eric, my friend, I know you're, like, fairly... I know you've put some time into this game, a few hours and such. You've, you've been really really excited for this title uh from software and so on uh what are your first impressions of it yeah it's um and it's it's been getting as a tiring comparison because <laughs> people are like why do you compare everything to you know breath of the wild <laughs> but in this aspect it feels very similar to where that series went from kind of usually being a more uh linear experience and I haven't, again, I haven't played really any other. I played like maybe an hour of Bloodborne before, but I did sink a lot, a lot of hours into Sekiro. And that one's a lot more somewhat of a linear path that you kind of follow that's more straightforward. Um, so you kind of know what you're supposed to be doing. Whereas, like in Breath of the Wild, when I went, 
went from that game from the originals um i you didn't know what to really go for next or where to go to first um so you kind of left with that kind of wide openness um of just like you can like literally when you come out of that first room um there's that there's like a a, a boss that sure unless you're super like good at the game you might be able to take them on but most people are going to just get destroyed by them um so <laughs> it kind of it kind of doesn't hold your hand there so you can um the main thing you probably want to do is just go explore um find like smaller mini bosses level up find more gear and equipment um but yeah i mean it it's, it's kind of that same openness that's really cool about that aspect that when you went from uh the previous zeldas to uh, breath of the wild um so that that's the, that's the feeling that i'm getting from it so in the world is huge so i i'm it's it's definitely not one you're gonna just blow through and like i, I feel in a couple of weeks you're definitely gonna need some time to sink into this especially if you're not like a super like veteran at it and you need to over level a little bit but um but yeah i definitely think it's worth the praise just from the few hours I've got into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, is anyone else sunk in, in any hours into it? I can't say that so like I have, new... but oh, like okay. I, I, I haven't uh, played Elden Ring yet. I've been kind of waiting it out just to see because I'll be totally honest, like Souls-type games kind of uh turn me off a bit i was interested in uh, sekiro but i just i never uh put in any time into it i haven't picked it up elden ring i'll admit i love the color palette from what i've seen the art style it really strikes my eye and it looks a lot more colorful than uh like again like other types of games uh that from software has previously done not to say that you know they've been bland but the world is just a lot more striking to me visually, so I am really interested uh, in this game, at least on that alone. So, are you saying that this title, like, it's easier just to get into from like maybe a non, like, you know, if you've played, if you know, if people have been kind of wary of other from software titles like Dark Souls and whatnot, uh, is this easier to get into? Um, I maybe in a sense that because you're like i wouldn't say it's like i would say it's it's not as easy as i think sekiro just from what i've heard from the other uh i've played a bit of the demon souls remake but um from what i've heard from the previous souls games um i feel like my time with sekiro that was way easier than what this game is going to be because <laughs> there's just you don't maybe i'll, I'll have a different tune when I get into this a little bit, um, but it's just like not knowing what to do. You'll come across somebody and out of nowhere, there'll be a boss that's just going to wreck you. Whereas in Sekiro, you're kind of, it's kind of like when you, if you, anyone played uh, Kosa Tsushima, kind of, hey, okay, cool. I see that enemy's over there. Cool. I know where everybody is. Cool. I can easily kind of attack this guy. I know these guys aren't going to see me. I can assassinate most of them. Um, and then okay and leave the boss by myself <laughs> um so i feel like but i feel um people are saying this one is in the sense compared to so take sakura out of it um that this one is a little bit more easier to get into as far as like 
they're because they're calling this like Dark Souls Four in a sense. Um, so if, without Sekiro ever say existing, if you just went from Dark Souls One, Two, Three, and then to Elden Ring, right? A lot of people are saying that part's easier because some of the openness you can kind of explore, kind of like when you play like you know something like Skyrim. Maybe you're not ready for this dungeon you found, but okay, cool, come back to that. Um, obviously, it lets you. It doesn't gate you, but it does have people that are so overpowered <laughs> to you that you're like, cool, probably not supposed to fight him yet. So I'm going to come back to that <laughs> and I'm going to explore a little bit more because the world is like massive. Um, I'm really trying to get the horse. Definitely try to get that. I, I know you have to do something to unlock it really early because um, that's that'll be that'll be huge help. <laughs> That'd be like your goal when you when you start playing. Um, to try to get the because uh, I'm pretty sure you get pretty early from uh, I think Maddie plays from um, uh, defining Dukes he was that he was had that in one of his uh, tip videos because um, you can just call him out of thin air like apparently I've seen people just like they just blow a whistle and like the horse just manifests itself <laughs> under you <laughs> um, but I mean it does look more accessible than accessible than uh, past like Dark Souls uh, mainline games. Um, but Sekiro is definitely a good one to start with, just as far as like you want to play that difficult game, and and there's not really any like magic involved. Where there's like more magic, uh, you can kind of do a mage in this. You can do a lot more role playing aspects in this than like Sekiro. Um, but Sekiro is a good one to start with, just to like, hey, just from uh, ones and zeros, hey, I'm getting my timing, I'm getting my blocking down. That's basically all there is. To that part, of the, that part of the game is just you, you know, getting your pairing down. And there's a great tutorial that you can just grind hours in and just like, cool. I think I, you know, I can start taking on the world. Whereas here, at least didn't give me a tutorial early on. There, apparently, there is one, uh, but some people haven't found it either. So um, I'm just like fighting people, and then hopefully I'm taking out, um, you know, I'm, I'm earning my skill and I'm taking out enemies and not not getting wiped out um but definitely finding your little i don't th they're not like bonfires but um like you had in the past games but it's mm -hmm. i forget what it's called it's like a piece of light that kind of like keeps your um progress you'll find a new one okay cool i'm gonna respond at that point now so you don't get completely wiped off. like hey if you die like in a roguelike game where like okay you lose everything um, so you do get to kind of come back. So it is easier. I hear, I hear it's easier in that sense, but the bosses, it gives them the ability to make the bosses harder because that they know that you're not, uh, going to have to like get pushed back so far, I guess. But, but it, it, it's, it definitely seems easier if that kind of answers your question from the brief time I've had with any Dark Souls mainline games, but mm -hmm. in that, in that sense, but. All right. All right. Again, I have got a little ranty there, but yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's okay, Eric. You know, definitely. You know, talk about your experiences with their games and what what have you, uh, because I have very little. I'll totally admit that. Again, I haven't touched the game, but I I've done a fair bit of research as well, and it, it is a game that does catch my eye. So I I do plan on. You know, I do have an interest in this game, is what I'm saying, and uh, it's very curious some of the things coming out about this title. Um, whether it be reviews and whatnot, damn, it's been getting <laughs> really, really impressive uh, scores all around. 
Uh, but moving on to the other panel uh, members here, uh, do you guys have any like thoughts about this game? I don't think any anyone else on the panel has, has picked it up or plans to. Uh, MLD, but um, I think you were saying before that uh, you know you're not picking it up. But uh, do you have any thoughts like on uh, anything that you've like seen about the game? Well, from what I've been seeing, uh, I've been reading some reviews, seeing people's takes on Twitter. It looks like, from at least my from what my impression is that uh, from software, I feel like they took a lot of lessons from their previous games and they almost near perfected it to a certain sense. Like some aspects have been streamlined, um, the difficulty is still there, and is is just a culmination of everything that they worked for. Now I am seeing it's interesting. A lot of people are saying that it doesn't deserve its Metacritic score. A lot of people are saying that there's a uh, yeah, some minor minor issues here and there. Maybe the graphics aren't the best. Uh, just people are saying it's overhyped, and I'm not sure what to make of that. Because uh, I don't know. It's like a lot of reviews. Like were the reviewers caught up in all the hype themselves? It, it's it's weird because it's because was Zelda Breath of the Wild. The hype, I'd say, the, the people's the the community's opinions matched the score of the game on Metacritic. Like it was just universal. No one really disagreed, except for like a tiny minority. It feels like here the communities now the dust is starting to settle. They're saying that there's some things that maybe don't warrant its current score. I don't know if anyone here could maybe uh, shed some light on that. But overall, the game's still obviously a masterpiece. And um, who knows? Like I'll probably get into the, the game eventually if uh, I'll probably try Sekiro, like uh, like Chocolate was saying. Mm -hmm. But overall, though, yeah, looks like this game's going strong. So I wish it the best. Oh, yeah, and I would never wish a, a game to fail, uh, per se. It just, again, since I do a, a bunch of reviews on my channel, um, I, I go from the point that no game is in itself perfect. So when I see, like, even if I really am into a title, I, I, I nitpick, I, I try to be as unbiased as possible, and I try to be like, okay, you know, maybe there's issues with this or that. When I see perfect scores like and i'm talking about like not just one or two but like a slew of them it kind of puts a red flag like just i just kind of like just get that in my head that uh, i don't know like maybe there's something going on like i don't know maybe these guys maybe they just really like from software games the journalists that are doing these reviews um maybe they i don't know maybe they got a little package in the mail from them like i don't know it's just like it just uh, to me like there is no such thing as a perfect game as much as you might really enjoy it um but when i see all these tens flying around it just i don't know it, it kind of makes me wonder um centurion pal do you have any thoughts on uh, elden ring uh are you interested in picking it up what what are your uh what's your commentary on this um i might pick it up eventually um it's a very eye-catching game a very very cool looking concept uh but to be honest i have a uh, bloodborne in the backlog of my playstation games and i have sicaro in the backlog of um my xbox games and i also have ghosts of tsushima I, at this point i'm not going to keep throwing money at those style of games until at least i play the ones that are in my backlog uh but elden ring does look like a very eye-catching game um definitely very interesting i've heard a lot of people talking about it i've also heard a lot of people complaining about it david jaffe over on uh you is that his name the gentleman that did the the playstation uh, i mean god yes, of war that's correct. okay 
Um, so yeah, he was complaining about how the media is reviewing the game and how the game score is unwarranted. But I also remember, God, I remember <laughs> I one of the take on Metroid. So <laughs> I remember when I first started doing YouTube videos, though, many, many moons ago. Um, one of my first videos was actually about how the the gaming media journalists were almost like throwing shade at its software because their games are too hard and unplayable for some of the journalists. Now all of a sudden it's flip-flopped and apparently the journalism is completely uh, playing favorite favoritism with um what's going on at um this well what's what's going on with the game. Now I to at least go into what I've at least seen when it comes to the controversy is uh you guys know the reviewer ACG, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, really love his reviews. Awesome channel. He actually came out and lowered his review score um to wait to buy and it was mainly because apparently the game that most of these reviews were done on was under a different patch than what the game came out on and apparently the game apparently ran beautifully during the review time and all of a sudden the day one patch or whatever patch they released after the review period when the game was actually out into the public um, apparently affected a lot of the performance and some other stuff that's going on with the game that has now created uh, what we're seeing taking place, which is why there is this huge difference between what's going on with the actual Metacritic score and the user score on Metacritic. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I did. Cause wanna... I think that the reports have been that the patch, they want patch helped a little bit but because none of them were like crazy like having performance issues it just kind of i don't know depend on like the angle that you're looking on stuff but if 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 these same people played sekiro is the same thing because that's why i opted to play the bite on pc on steam at the time because both the xbox one x and the ps4 pro were well, having uh... worse probably worse performance even on like whatever performance, even if it, I don't even know if it had a performance mode, it was dipping into, it was like 45 frames per second. Yeah. So I opted to get the PC version, but that game was game of the year. Everybody loves Sekiro. So I'm not sure where I'm like, this isn't a surprise from software games have notoriously had this issue for some reason. They don't want to just put it at 1080p. They opt to go for close to 4k or 1800p, but you know, instead of locking it at 60 but um the gentleman over at acg uh compared the footage he had uh taken of the game during the review process to the footage of the game after the patch and at least from what i got from his video um that there was a performance difference hmm. mm -hmm. yeah i mean at least on the playstation you can I, they're saying to run it the ps4 copy um and then that way it boosts it does kind of like the backwards compatibility game boost on the uh, ps5 so at least you get a solid 60 frames per second it's just a lower resolution um so there's that but <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's always a concern about optimization obviously you're dealing with multiple like a couple of generations of consoles, various consoles. Um, you know, it sucks about the Xbox opt optimization with because I've seen the commentary about the 
the noticeable dropped frame uh, frame rates like you're saying shockley and even pc uh pc uh, i've seen uh like freezing reports as well mm-hmm. so that's the thing know. with pc though because skill up was he he said he had no issues and he played on a pc so that's the thing with pcs where somebody might not have their drivers up to date or this person might you know, who knows? I've even bought Secure on Steam. And for whatever reason, I had to download a uh, DualShock 4 button layout to get my, to even get my keyboard and mouse to work if I tried to play the game with a keyboard and mouse. Oh, wow. It, like, it wouldn't work for me. Just, to, I did, so I downloaded a DualShock 4 button layout mod to let me play it for Steam. To let my keyboard and mouse even move the character, <laughs> so who knows? So, so some I know some people have reported they have zero issue on PC. Some had they said it's a terrible port on PC. So, but that's the thing with PC gaming—you get those quirks. So, <laughs> unless you're Ed, Ed runs like a dream. Everybody else is catching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Again, I'm happy to see this game doing well, and it does have uh, kinks to work out. It does interest me. I guess my my next question would be, uh, from software, they've been doing these, I guess guess I'll call them the Souls games. Uh, They've done, well, quite a few of them now. Are they becoming a bit of, uh, I almost want to say like a one-trick pony at the moment? Do you guys think that they'll kind of like divest themselves into doing like some other things in the near future? I think that's what they did with this one. They're trying to branch it out. This is the first. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's getting a much bigger boost praise because they're like, okay, kind of like when God of War went from, you know, what it was to kind of behind the shoulder, just completely change, you know, no more jumping, (laughs) Uh, just completely change how that game was seen. That's kind of where they're going with this. Just like, hey, you're just going down this linear path and here is this giant world. Um, go get your sh- shit destroyed over here if you want. If you think you can take this guy off right off the bat, that you come out into the first open, yeah. Um, or yeah, avoid him. Go, you know, level up, find some newer spells, or you can take come back and destroy him. Um, so I mean, I think they're going in that direction, and they've done cool things like if you play Dark Souls series and jump to Sekiro, completely different you know, play style, but, um, I think they're going to still stay in the, like the souls ish, you know, games like this, but. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. I mean, if you're good at something, you may as well continue to do it. Right. So I understand. Like, it's just interesting. Like I, again, I wish them all the best and uh, I, I hope that they address some issues and now it's it just coming to me now. I, I I do know that there's been some issues with like the co-op kind of elements as well with the game. So I hope those get addressed. Um, but otherwise, I mean, it does look like overall a pretty decent title. I just, again, I just, I don't know if it's worth all the praise that it's getting and all the perfect scores. But again, to each their own, to each their own. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add before we move on? No. Yeah. Okay. All right, just making sure, just making sure. I want everybody to get their piece. But uh, 
Anyways, guys, uh, again, everybody in the chat, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you're all pretty wonderful. You're all badass. And if you haven't done so already, smash that like button. It does really, really help the show, honest to God. So, And we appreciate that you're here with us each Sunday night. So uh, thank you, fellas. Uh, moving on over to our next bit of news. And according to multiple reports, the new Call of Duty from Treyarch, scheduled to come out in 2023 has been bumped to 2024. The main reason? Well, Call of Duty Vanguard failed to meet Activision's expectations. Now, Activision has made a statement saying that, uh, well, they're shutting down the reports, but uh, you know what? They may not be ready to announce anything at this point. So, yeah, that might be something. Uh, General MLD, my friend, uh, what do you make of these reports? Could we see Treyarch's next Call of Duty game get push back i mean that would be a pretty milestone thing for call of duty well from what i've been seeing it seems this is nothing to do with xbox this is purely activision's call and i think it just comes down to the money uh call of duty vanguard while i'm sure it lit up the charts it's selling good for you know compared to everything else in the year it's still i feel like they could have uh, it could have met better internal projections and i think they know that so I think even they are starting to realize that they've been trying to keep this yearly release going for so long that all, all these other studios within Activision Blizzard, they've pulled them in as support studios to keep this thing going. But I think even they are starting to see the wheels are starting to come off. Like gamers are starting to be a little more, more and more critical every year as, as Call of Duty games launch with less than perfect modes and uh, issues here and there that shouldn't be there at launch. So I think that this is the right call. Like a lot, a lot of franchises in gaming, it a little bit of time off, it really has a lot of benefits. Namely, uh, it takes away the franchise fatigue. It gives gamers a chance to actually miss the game. So when the game actually does come back, it's like this big triumphant return. There's a lot more hype. I, I mean, for this, it would be like what two years gap if this delay is true. But it, it could capitalize on some form of small nostalgia because hey, two years okay is a lot a long time for some people. So they can capitalize on that, polish the game, make sure everything that is supposed to be in that game is there at launch, minimize crunch. So it's a win all around. And from what we're hearing, they're launching a new Call of Duty Warzone as well mm -hmm. uh, next year, or sorry, th this year, this year. And that game's gonna, just going to print money. I feel like they could put the, all the resources into put, uh, putting uh, pushing that game, doing content updates for that game. So that game could bring in the money as the main Call of Duty Studios polish the next iteration. So I think it's a slam dunk if they do it. And it's the best move going forward. Mm -hmm. And just to add on to what you're saying, MLD, there has been a lot of concern about the quality control with some of their more recent titles. I mean, even like Black Ops, how... What was it? Black Ops 4, I think it was, where... What was it? It launched just as a battle royale. There was no campaign, and it had the it had the zombies mode as well. But it was just focused on the multiplayer and co-op aspects. And it's like, well, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know about any of you, but like, I really enjoy Call of Duty for its uh, campaign sections as well. I'm one of them, <laughs> so to speak. So I just it, to me, it was like, wow. I mean, you know. There must have been a lot of problems and a lot of uh, constraints is trying to get that out. And you see that with other titles. I mean, Vanguard, definitely not perfect either. Lots of uh, 
bugs and so well bugs and uh i don't know it just like the campaign was kind of weird too it took uh some things uh that were like uh, a part of history it was like historically inaccurate i know you can play around with some things just there was a lot of things that scratch people's heads um and just yeah content overall i mean there's you know there's a lot of things to uh, question with call of duty nowadays especially since it is a yearly franchise uh going back to what 2000 what Four. five 2004 Four. like this uh, i mean i don't know about you guys but like does does this uh, w like when we hear about this report like do you what do you guys feel about this do you guys think that call of duty should take a break this uh for a year at the very minimum uh like i'll I'll go over to you centurion what what are your thoughts on this like do you think that they like call of duty could could deserve a break like do you think activision would do that um I think they do deserve a break for sure. They have definitely been uh, beating the Call of Duty drum uh, very hard for a very long time. But let's also, like, even uh, General talked about it a little bit in what he said. Maybe Activision is just looking at it differently. Everybody's just used to a Call of Duty title being released once a year. There's no specification on what that title should be. We have a free-to-play that um, Activision is very proud of with modern, I mean, excuse me, with Warzone. Uh, they made comments to basically uh, events and other expansions into that universe. Um, they've also talked about uh, Modern Warfare 2. So now mm. they're starting to kind of remaster some of the older games. Is this something that we're going to see more of, especially with Microsoft? Is there now going to be a part of Activision that remasters older Call of Duty games? Um, but then also there's the the main the main Call of Duty games, the ones we're all familiar with. Um, Invader even talked about the campaigns. I'm actually a Call of Duty campaign person myself. Um, and that's where I really do feel to have a, met, a much better quality product on that scale you can't grind something like that out every single year. Um, it would be nice if they found a rhythm of every couple of years, whether it's every two years, every three years, you get that really great Call of Duty campaign experience that we're all familiar with, but it's polished and um, it works right. Um, some of um, actually in reading some of the articles, they talk about how the the campaign experience that everybody wants. Um, they're actually going to put a little bit more concentration into making this game work on the basically the current gen. They're no longer going to really focus a lot of their efforts towards PS4 and uh, Xbox One. There is a large potential that by the time this experience comes out, it won't even be put on those consoles. Um, so definitely, we can at least say outside of what's going on with Microsoft, regardless if Microsoft ends up with Activision, that's a whole another um discussion in itself um we'll just say the call of duty franchise at this point is in a state of change and it's at least good to see that they're not just going to be trying to uh get the uh what's referred to as the call of duty salt mines going <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I could, I can uh, understand your comment there. And to be honest, I enjoyed uh, Infinity Ward's latest take with uh, 2019's Modern Warfare. I, I liked it. I thought it had a decent campaign, uh, some good modes. Uh, multiplayer was fun. I really, I really liked uh, what they did. In all honesty, the only thing I didn't like was the uh, the PlayStation exclusive uh, mode for a year. That kind of sucked. Uh, which reminds me, I need to, I need to play that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that now that uh, we're talking about this. Um, Eric, buddy, I got to I gotta ask your opinion on this because, uh, again, you know, Call of Duty, you know, I just feel like, like me personally, I feel like it's been in this funk. And with this report coming out, uh, I don't know, do you feel like this is uh, kind of credible that Activision would be like, okay, we're going to, because of uh, how Vanguard did and, you know, maybe a few other titles, you know, we're going to postpone it for a year? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was probably somewhat in their mind. Um, I definitely think it was probably some of it had to be, <clears throat> sorry, some of it had to do with the, uh, Microsoft deal for sure. Um, because then that kind of gives them either way, think of it this way. Um, if they do this, they know that even if that Microsoft deal doesn't go through, Microsoft's paying them 3 billion. So <laughs> either way, they kind of have a cushion built in. Um, so they can try this experiment of like, hey, we're going to give it another year just based off the pack. Um, last like couple Call of Duties that maybe didn't, you know, weren't received so well. Um, so if, because if they didn't have that any deal in place of like, hey, uh, Microsoft, you know, boosting their shares <laughs> uh, if the deal goes through or, hey, you know, we're going to spot you three billion, you know, if the deal doesn't go through then they might hold off because now this kind of gives them the cachet by the time they can like, cause think about it, they were going to skip 2023 by that point they're under Microsoft by that point. So, you know, if they can kind of, you know, eat that blow of like, Hey, you know, call of duty is not dropping this year. Oh, well, our lights are still going to stay on. We don't have to lay off our staff. Um, you know, cause we have everybody working on call of duty. So it kind of gives them that leeway because they'll be owned by, you know, one of the biggest corporations in the world they're you know most likely not going to get all laid off they uh decided to give another year on call of duty and give some of the other teams some uh time to focus well hopefully time to focus on other things don't know if that's going to be in part of their plan before the microsoft deal goes actually through but i'm sure if like that deal would never came onto the table and they were still looking for a buyer they probably wouldn't have they wouldn't have done this because then that would have lowered their you know uh, their shares or their market value if they skipped a year <laughs> so i'm sure they that had at least something to do with it so mm. people were saying no it, it had nothing to you know this was completely separate i'm like no there's there's no way because <laughs> they're still they would have been still looking for the buy uh for a buyer and they want to have get their full value so um but yeah it's great that they're delaying it because it definitely needs some space it didn't really work out for Battlefield, <laughs> mm. and they gave it that an extra year. But I mean, yeah, it definitely needs it for sure. And it, hopefully, that l lets them like, hey, some of those uh, staff that have been—I don't know if they still have all the staff that they've took off all the other projects and have put on Call of Duty. If they're, that's still going to be continuing, or if this kind of lets that breathe, 
or they're just giving them another year to be a support studio. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll be curious to see uh, which studios. I mean, again, saying this deal does go through and uh, Microsoft, Xbox let lets some of these studios explore other options, other IP, and other creative possibilities. I'm kind of curious because obviously they will have somebody working on the IP on Call of Duty. I'm kind of curious who they'll let it uh, like go to, or if it's you know just alternate, right? Like. Is Infinity War finally going to be able to to make uh, a new IP after what twenty five years? <laughs> so, I mean, that would be kind of nice. Yeah. Actually, I mean, I, I would... they don't have to give mm-hmm. they don't have to pump out one every year. Like, even though I'm sure Sony would want that because that would help their profitability. Um, like they're the, hey, we'll keep Call of Duty to you. Sure, they've said that, um, but didn't say like hey, we're gonna have a Call of Duty every year. So they could put, they could make one of the studios, kind of like yeah, how you have uh, three, four, three, and Halo. They could just take one of those studios, and every couple years or so, they'll come out with a new one, and then the other two studios can work on new IP. So, uh, who knows? Yeah, or just have a separate team at a studio, uh, you know, or have a another studio on like a. Again, a secondary studio under, like, let's say, Infinity Ward. Yeah. Like, just I think they could get them. away with two of them. Mm-hmm. Infinity Ward and, like, Treyarch. Have those two. You continue to do Call of Duty and alternate and just extend out the dev period, like, to three years instead of two or whatever. Um, and then mm-hmm. take, I uh, think, think it's what, Sledgehammer? And then, hey, make your own, you know, well, whatever yeah. new IP or ideas you got. I don't think you need to put because that's what it used to be anyway. It used to be Triarch and Infinity Ward, mm-hmm. and then they had to throw a third one in there just to pump them out even quicker. And that's and not even counting what the quality. That's not even counting like uh, the support studios, like uh, Raven, for example. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a lot of studios here that have just been supporting them. <laughs> I don't right? think Microsoft needs to buy them and then keep three of their new studios they've acquired pumping out one ip like i think they could take at least one of those away i hope so i really yeah I, I feel like they should at least be out every two years because i think that call of duty is too big to be one game every three years so maybe if they yeah, you guys are right if just take away just one developer as long as you get a mainline call of duty game at least every two years it should be fresh enough it should be healthy enough and yeah that, that that's all that needs to be said there because there's other IP for these studios to work on, even if they just alternate. Uh, like, I mean, I talk, I just spoke about Raven, uh, one of the support studios. The Singularity, man, that is one hell of a first-person shooter. Guys, check it out if you haven't already on the 360 or PS3. Really, really good shooter um, with an interesting storyline. Um, in- oh, they also made Quake 4, yeah. and they also made Prey 2006. Or at least they helped make it. Oh yeah, because that was Human Head. That was uh, the main studio behind uh, pre two thousand six. But okay, yeah, no, that makes sense though. Yeah, yeah. But so, well, even just uh, you look at Infinity Ward, and I'll give you an example. Uh, I didn't think very much of Infinite Warfare when it came out in two thousand sixteen, but I played a little bit of it, uh, and I was like, oh, you know what? This is actually pretty cool. I just felt that it got hindered personally by. 
the Call of Duty, like, again, because it was under Call of Duty, if they, like, further expanded it into, like, its own universe or something, into, like, a more fully-fledged sci-fi title, where they're not constrained by the Call of Duty IP, I thought that they could have really done something special with that, but, you know, it is what it is. But just I just feel like having so many studios work on the same IP is really reducing their potential. So, hopefully, again... You know, th hopefully this is a good sign. Like, again, that uh, I would like to see this be true, that Treyarch, you know, is, you know, uh, their next title is going to be delayed. And uh, hopefully, again, it's more content complete because, you know, that's the thing about games these days. Again, there's a lot of, uh, you know, stuff missing at launch for various reasons. And I don't know. It just there seems to be a lack of like quality and even just like in the content, a uh, lack of content too. just I don't know. That's just how I feel, fellas. Um, but either way, yeah, I think, you know, having these dev cycles again and, um, adjusting them would be a very, very good idea. And it seems like a few people in the chat do agree. Uh, let's see going on down the list. Uh, do you guys have anything else to, uh, to add to this, uh, with Call of Duty and, uh, you know, this report coming out or, uh, do you guys want to move on? Yeah. All right. All right. Just double checking, double checking. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a good conversation to have because, you know, a lot of people have been saying that for who knows how many years now. Should Call of Duty, should it get delayed a year? And uh, I think the response would be an overwhelming yes. That would be a, a fantastic idea. All right, fellas. Uh, let's see. We'll move on to uh, some other stuff making the rounds. And it looks like uh, there's interest in bringing Game Pass to Valve's Steam ecosystem. Now, during an interview with uh, PC Gamer, Valve President Gabe Newell, Gaben, if you will, uh, stated that he's open to the idea of having the Xbox service on Steam. Now, Centurion Pal, uh, going over to you first on this, we know that Xbox uh, Studios, uh, they're pretty open and welcome to having like their service on any platform, really, as long as, you know, the other end, you know, is like, okay, yeah, you know, that's cool. Uh, what do you think about Gabe's comments here? Do you think that there's like also a big benefit to it uh, being on the Steam ecosystem? Well, let's just talk about the benefit first. Um, the benefit would definitely be they would be able to reach out to all those billions of gamers that they always refer to. Uh, they would be ha they would have another avenue for people to check out Game Pass and to. Uh, basically interact with the Xbox ecosystem and what they have to offer over at Microsoft when it comes to gaming. Um, now, that's where it does get a little interesting in is because at least from what I've heard, what I've read, uh, Steam is another one of those companies that has like a 30% uh, they t take yes. on stuff sold through their marketplace. So how would that work? with um game pass and people subscribing with game pass and the purchases they would make into the xbox ecosystem through that subscription um that's where it begins to wonder um is could steam and microsoft actually hammer out a deal where they're both comfortable with uh how that that situation would work or is steam just going to want to try to you know do the the normal thing that most corporations that have these stores they want their 30 percent if they don't get it it doesn't exist on these stores 
So that's where um, it's very interesting to see that Steam made these comments. Uh, I'm very curious on exactly how open they are to this idea. Um, because to be honest, it, let's just, it gives people a way, it only helps the consumers in having another way to have access to their digital libraries. Uh, sometimes now we have gamers that are not only gaming on Xbox, but they're also engaged in other digital storefronts. And it would be nice to see uh, the consumers actually have a way of using some of the, the hardware that they've been putting their hard-earned money into, into interacting with more than just the digital marketplaces of those uh, of the creators of that hardware. hope that made sense. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> no, no, you made sense. But yeah, no, you bring up a good point. Valve is uh, a bit notorious for taking about a 30% uh, cut on everything for, through Steam. So, you know, I, I suppose that's a bit of a, a hindrance and uh, something that if they were to uh, work out something, both Xbox and Valve, that that would be a potential bottleneck that um you know there would be a they would have to work out some kind of uh you know percentage of uh, what goes which way correct so um because we we've heard like Phil Spencer from Xbox talking about you know wanting to you know potentially you know get on Steam and to work with Valve I I I know that there's he's been talking to Gabe Newell Gabe Newell seems well, I mean, pretty open to uh, being interested in this. Um, I mean, really, you know, it would give, like, from Xbox's perspective, Centurion, it would give Xbox access to a large, large, like, a, <laughs> an absolutely massive uh, base of PC gamers. I mean, that would be, I mean, that would be really nice. I mean, regardless of what chunk uh, Valve would take out of this, how they would work it out, I mean, just the access to uh, like the Steam player base alone would be a very big in incentive for them to work with Valve, correct? Um, I would honestly say that you see the kind of moves that Microsoft is making in gaming. They're wanting to position themselves very strongly in gaming. So it, it would benefit anybody to want to be on the side of the company that could flip a $69 billion price tag for a publisher um, and to be able to work hand in hand with um, Valve. Like, let's just be absolutely honest. Um, I think the, the Steam Deck, or um, not the Steam, what was the one before the Steam Deck? There was something before the Steam Deck? Yeah. Yes. I See, that's my, that's my point even more. Remember. The Steam Machine... <laughs> something oh. like that i could be oh yeah this was more like a like a steam-based console i think yes so this isn't their first time taking a stab at hardware and by having access to the microsoft game pass ecosystem they have basically given their consumers on their hardware their platform um a small digital library to keep that consumer engaged in their ecosystem and they don't go around moving around other places. And they will all, now the thing is though, Microsoft would only be offering the games in Steam that are available 
to game pass like let's just put it this way there would be a lot of games for sale on steam that would not be part of game pass but the consumers would now have access to added funds from taking advantage of what game pass offers and they would be able to actively engage into the steam ecosystem more than they would because they're playing more games mm-hmm. right right that, i probably took you down the road on the matrix didn't i no no but there are a lot of like there's a few rabbit holes to go down per se i mean you mentioned the matrix oh dude you could poke holes yeah no you could poke holes all day long on either argument uh the number one thing i'm saying is it'd be interesting to see if anybody can get over that 30% hurdle we all see what happens with that 30% people end up in federal court <laughs> yeah to say the least um but again like it is interesting though that um again xbox has like we know we we've read articles like over the past you know couple of years that you know they've been kind of cozying up xbox and uh, valve on a you know a few things it just no no nothing's been you know really been made official uh eric i'm curious about your thoughts on this i know you uh you game on uh you know pc quite a bit probably more than the rest of the panel um i don't know what's your take on this um do you think valve would actually be uh, like serious and in, like including uh xbox game pass into steam yeah i mean i think they're probably wanting to do it more than i think microsoft would want to because there'd just be a new because they see how many subscribers they have um obviously that's a mix of both console and pc but they know how like quickly it's growing so it's just going to be another like revenue. That would just be another like that would be a revenue stream for you know Steam as well. Mm -hmm. No, no, and that's a fair comment. Um, yeah, no, it'd be a a big revenue stream. But also, you see how well like over the past year or two, you see how well uh, Microsoft Game Studio games is do on Steam. Because how many games have been uh, moved over there? I think the Master Chief Collection. Uh, sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon, mm -hmm. Age of Empires. I mean, Sea of Thieves does crazy numbers on Steam alone. Like, I'm just, I'm really impressed with uh, Xbox Game Studios overall, just with the Steam library. I mean, you would think, oh, you know, they they might not be interested in these games; they can play them elsewhere. Yeah. No, they're actually, uh, you know, these games. Like, I haven't checked recently, but they were in like their top ten most played games. Like a, a bunch of these titles I just listed. It's it, it's amazing. Um, the reception. Oh yeah. Game. So. Like to me, it, I would be surprised if they do it though. Like, cause they're about to acquire Battle.net. Just hey, give the guys that know what they're doing with that. That thing runs like a dream. PC players love Battle.net. Get give them even more funding. Hey, can you add you know our Game Pass <laughs> subscription into be you know just have an extension on Battle.net? Then. Like that—that's what they need to do. They already own. They already have a storefront that PC gamers like to use, kind of like Steam. So, and then that way they're not giving away a thirty percent cut uh, to Steam. So, mm -hmm. no, that's a good. I point. did actually think about that as well. Like, I mean, we're going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but the idea is that everything that Xbox is about to own next year with Activision Blizzard, if they give some kinds of incentives to integrate that into like say into your xbox account or game pass like 
that 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 alone would surge. See, like I even thought, like even like Candy Crush, if they give some kind of incentive, like like you get those free whatever the currency of that game is to make an Xbox account and link it to that game and add achievements, like things like that. I feel like they they're sitting on on this gold mine of just bringing in new new users into their into their uh, ecosystem. But yeah, easily that could be transferred to Battle.net as well. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, there's lots of benefits to Valve like having this uh like game pass on their their ecosystem i mean you think about for example the future zenimax bethesda titles uh being again being able to be played on their platform we again i just went over some of these xbox exclusive titles massive massive player bases can you imagine starfield or like the next elder scrolls or and so on like Again, massive, massive fan bases. You'll you'll have giant surges of players just like going onto the platform, uh, no contest whatsoever. Um, and I have to mention this too, from like a consumer point of view, because with again the way that uh, PC gaming's been going, you have like the Epic Games launcher. You got all these different launchers going on. Uh, you know, having one less launcher to uh, to worry about it's kind of nice in a way again if you just compact xbox game pass into steam i know a lot of people don't like using like windows for gaming uh per se uh so you know just being able to do things like through steam would uh i I think a lot of people would uh find pretty reassuring in a lot of ways um i do want to bring up one point though guys and actually it's more of a it's it goes to sony because we've been hearing more and more little details about uh their subscription service coming uh spartacus that's the code name and we've there's been different tier lists leaked as of late um i gotta say though i mean sony i mean they've been pretty aggressive too i mean they've acquired some studios uh throughout the past year or so they they just bought bungie for crying out loud and they've, they've worked out a few different deals um what if xbox can't get this deal done do you think that uh, sony would uh, try and uh you know work with valve to you know maybe get spartacus on there <laughs> absolutely not no, they are so far, in my opinion anyway, they are so far behind on this game. It's, it's going to be years for them before they even think about this. Like, they are only even now just shyly stepping, dipping their toes into the PC market. It's going to be a long time before they catch up to where Xbox is today, let alone striking a deal with Valve before Xbox does. So uh, that's where I stand. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, way, they're way too traditional. They're, they're, yeah, they only now just started caring about PC. They're still very much a console first business, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and that, that's a fair comment to make. I mean, I just I think it is good to bring it up though, because again, we know that they're working on something and they're gonna be wanting to be aggressive in some ways, but I, I do agree that they are behind on that front, whereas Xbox over the past uh, like five, six years has been slowly but surely again integrating features and slowly improving things and slowly getting content on there and just making sure that you know things work properly. So I, I'm just saying that you know the possibility is still there, but it, you know it's a wait and see approach. Like I don't know, like Centurion, what do you think? Do you think Sony would uh, be aggressive enough to try and work with uh, 
Valve on that, or do you think that Xbox has a better chance? Man, that's actually a really good question. Um, I've been sitting here contemplating it since it was brought up. Um, it would definitely... Um, I think Microsoft would really just have more to benefit right now. I'm not trying to be mean, but um, I feel just Microsoft is way better prepared for a situation like that to take place um, where Sony would be doing it just to be doing it at this point because, in my opinion, Sony is just now starting to try to play ball with this whole concept of a subscription service and you know, the idea of down, being able to download a game versus streaming a game is a, fund, a fundamentally different experience. Um, and, def, you know, Sony is just now starting to get caught up with the times. And I just feel that Microsoft would be better prepared for a situation like that. And besides Steam, Valve, they are a very PC-oriented company. And why not work um, shoulder to shoulder um, in the trenches of gaming uh, next to Microsoft? Because, again, we bring up that Microsoft is making some pretty big moves in gaming. So I would want it, it would, be, you know, benefit anybody who's in gaming to want to work with Microsoft right now. Mm -hmm. Good point. How about you, Eric? Uh, do you have any thoughts? Like, do you think that uh, Sony would uh, be extremely aggressive and, like, you know, maybe want to outdo uh, Microsoft and, uh, you know, work in a partnership with Valve? Or do you think that that's more like, like Xbox's realm, per se? Um, I, I could see, yeah, possibly to, like, because you know how far, <clears throat> at least we don't even know their last reported, I think their last reported numbers is, like, 3 million for, like, PS Now. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So I could see them using, you know, if they did want to go that route, that could be a way to boost their subscriber to get even, because they're going to be, by the time, you know, especially this rolls around and the Starfield's out and the Activ Activision deal goes through, like they're going to be so far behind in comparison to whatever they want to finally, because we still don't even know what Spartacus is. It's still, we're just hearing rumors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So we don't even know when they're going to unveil this thing. So by the time they do, they're going to be so far behind subscriber uh, base with like Game Pass um, that like they could, I could see them using like Steam to help like boost their numbers that that can potentially help. But because I don't even know how you play, because um, because I know you have PS now on PC, um, so I don't even know if they have their own launcher. Obviously, they have the games on directly on Steam, so I guess they would just use that. But I forget how like the PS Now system works. Like before, they put their games individually on Steam. Um, I don't know if anyone's used PS Now on the PC, but I'm not sure if what what they actually use for them. I'm guessing they have their own launcher. I haven't messed with that on PC though. Mm -hmm. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's okay. yeah, that's that's where Microsoft's going to be way ahead of them because they're pulling in so much revenue towards it. So by then, they're signing these deals with their own first-party games, with like MLB The Show, and getting other, you know, hot new games. It might not be games that set the world on fire, like Outriders, but mm. everybody was playing that when that game dropped. Like it seemed like everybody on your feed was playing Outriders. So. Um, 
Hey, I liked Outriders. It had its issues. I'm not saying it doesn't have issues, but I liked Outriders for yeah. what it was. It had, it definitely had some, like the story and all that was, but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, the, and the, you could just tell like the voice acting, like all that stuff, mm. but the, some of the, the, uh, the grind with like the gear and some of the powers were just like super cool. And then it just kind of, fell apart at the end but and they had a problem with their connectivity but other than that when it worked it was like oh this, this is awesome but true actually good comment here in the chat spartacus will be on epic game store i mean it's possible i mean didn't sony uh like buy a chunk of uh epic recently? oh yeah that's right yeah like 250 million 500 million something like that they invested into them mm-hmm yeah, like I know Tencent, I think, has some money invested in them too. But Sony, yeah, recently in the past year did put uh, some money into Epic. So, I mean, I would not... Actually, that's a really good comment. I would not be surprised if uh, Spartacus... Uh, I, again, it's still early. We don't have a lot of details, but some stuff seems to be uh, coming out. But, is, but God of War and stuff like that's not even on Epic, is it? Mm -hmm. It's on Steam. But are those games even on the Epic Game Store? Uh, I feel like they're not. Good question, actually. I, I would have to go check as well. But uh, I'm just saying, though, I mean, that would be, that'd be yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was so, thinking so, that, but then I was like, wait, even though they did all that investment, are, are their games even on their store? <laughs> Well, it's a small investment for what I'm to understand. Uh, other Zinc yeah. says 1%. Uh, Sony only owns... Tencent owns 40. Yeah, it was small. So, um, you know, that's that's good to know. But I, I again, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to partner with somebody else. But, I mean, for, again, Xbox, Microsoft to be talking to uh, Valve at this point for Steam. I mean, at least they're going for the big fish. <laughs> so, in the... Uh, the pc pawn when it comes to gaming so you know it, it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense and considering i mean <laughs> xbox and microsoft they've been uh inking deals and acquiring studios that they've had uh well some bad relationships with valve they've uh gone back and forth with uh had some pretty good games with them like left for dead and so on so um i would like to see something worked out here and it, it's just very interesting that this is uh you know some stuff is coming out about uh you know game pass going to steam their games again seem to be doing very very well they're healthy on steam so i think a partnership makes a lot of sense here um but yeah guys on that note i think that uh, we will move on to the last topic of the night and there are some interesting rumblings making the rounds. And according to journalist Jeff Grubb, who, again, he seems to be getting all these really interesting uh, tips that a lot of people are just uh, sinking their teeth into. Uh, on his podcast recently, he said that, that, well, that he's heard that there's very, very early talks about wanting to make a sequel to Fallout New Vegas. Which, again, I knew I know people to this day who bring up that title. They People love it. Uh, he went on further to state that while it's years off, uh, there are talks happening, which, again, that's uh, you know, very, very interesting in my opinion. Uh, MLD, but I'll uh, go to you first on this. Like, I'm not sure if you're 
a fan of this franchise, of this spinoff, but I'm, I'm just curious uh, of your thoughts here. Do you think that there's a chance of a sequel to New Vegas happening? Oh, uh, first, I am a fan. I played all the uh, all the all the 3D Fallout's essentially, and New Vegas was actually the last Fallout I played. I actually played the series backwards, if uh, people can believe that. I played four, then I played three, and then I played uh, New Vegas last. And New Vegas was actually my favorite of the of the bunch. Like it, from what I from back in the day, apparently they Obsidian made this game. It had a lot of bugs. A lot of them have since been patched out. But the RPG aspects of, uh, like, the choice-based system, like, the role-playing aspects were really well done. Arguably the best in the series to a large part of the Fallout community. So I am very much looking forward to this. And to be honest, it just fits because it's the same studio. It's all under the Xbox family, family right now. So it makes the deal all the more easy to make. And honestly, Bethesda, they just got their hands full. I mean, right now they're going to polish Starfield, and after that they're going to go. Um, they know they're way overdue for Elder Scrolls, so they're going to, you know, you know, do that for like the next what three years, maybe more than that, to get the game where it needs to be. And then after that, they say they want to do uh, Fallout. They maybe the next Fallout, like Fallout Five. So I feel like the next ten. Oh, this is. Oh my God, this is actually a little bit depressing. But it's like mm. the next 10, 15 plus years are like already set in stone for Bethesda for like the RPG aspects of them and therefore like um, the gamers they want this stuff and I think Xbox I, I, there was like an interview with uh, Ryan McCaffrey at IGN he actually flowed the question to Todd Howard saying oh what are the odds that uh, you can get maybe in exile or uh, obsidian to kind of say you know take some of the load off you guys get a new fallout out there and I'm glad that he said that and is able to float the idea because it just makes sense we don't want to wait 10 plus years well, we want another Fallout. We want it now. But at least this way, instead of taking 10 plus years, we can have a new Fallout uh, in maybe, what, four years maybe. Looking at Obsidian, they seem to have their they, like they have their small teams mm -hmm. and they have their bigger teams. I think uh, the Avowed and Outer Worlds teams are by far their, their, their two front-loaded ones. Mm -hmm. I, th I feel like once Outer Worlds 2 is done, they can easily get started on uh, Fallout New Vegas Part 2 or even when the Avowed team is done. E either way. Because that would be the best uh, the best way for them to do it. I think it wouldn't make it wouldn't be right for them to just drop development on Avowed or Outer Worlds two and just start on New Vegas two right now. That I mean, because there's fans of these of those IPs as well, and those IPs deserve to be uh, made and explored as well. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think it's the right call, and Xbox knows this, and it's not it's not right to let the follow IP just go dormant. Because Bethesda, they only got they only got so many uh, employees. Starfield and Elder Scrolls, that's their thing right now. So you can't, you can't let the Fallout series just die. Fallout seventy six cannot carry the series forward for the next five plus years. That, that that's just not right. The series is too big for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad they see that, and we I hope we hear something about this soon. Maybe in the next couple of years, we might get a trailer. Hopefully, so I'm optimistic. I hope they do it. Mm -hmm. Well, again, you want to space it out, right? Because now they have... It's funny because Xbox didn't used to have so many RPGs. Now they have not only Fable uh, coming out in a couple of years, but they have Starfield coming out this year, Outer Worlds 2, uh, whatever In Exile is working on. Apparently, again, they're working on like some kind of... a. A first-person RPG as well, possibly a steampunk one. 
uh elder scroll 6 is being worked on it like the list just goes on and on so i could you know i could see there be issues trying to fit this in it's gonna be loaded uh you know until like you said maybe six or seven years from now and avowed avowed as well so it's just, you know it's amazing i'm just i'm shocked that they're even talking about fallout new vegas at this point i mean i'm, I'm happy I mean, and of course these talks have to happen early enough but it's just interesting this title being brought up again Again, I I have to point out too, a lot of people, a lot of people that I know that I talk to, whether it be at work or just friends, occasionally I hear about, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I love Fallout New Vegas, even though it was a glitch fest, I've played it like 10 times and I, I love it. It's not the best looking game out there, but people to this day that I talk to in person, it's like, I, I keep hearing about Fallout New Vegas and it just seems to be this beloved title that everybody just wants to see like a sequel to i'm just I, again i'm amazed by it. i keep hearing about it um centurion pal i i can't remember are, are you a fan of uh following new vegas at all have you ever played it back in the day i absolutely passed on that game i'm joking no uh, that game <laughs> actually holds a special place in almost every fallout fan's heart um including mine i remember playing fallout 3 it was like, all right, that was an okay experience, but for Fallout New Vegas, maybe it's because I'm from Arizona and that game takes place over in this part of the United States. Um, and I feel that the interview with Jeff Grubb kind of hit the nail on the head with how one of the developers was talking. I don't know who was exactly com uh, quoted in the conversation that I read um, but it talked about how there's more, it was like fallout new Vegas had a West coast feel to it versus the East coast feel mm -hmm. that you get from fallout three. And that East coast feel was very pr uh, prominent in uh, fallout four. It even um, almost felt a little bit in fallout 76 fallout new Vegas has always had this different feel and look to it because of where it took place and i think that's why a lot of us all just hold a special place for that game in our hearts and i think it would do really good in my opinion anyways if that game did resurface purely because um the way the the article that i read talked about whoever they were quoting talked about how it would be almost like an amazing spinoff to the fallout universe because the fallout universe is always revolved around um i guess a certain part of the united states and now this just shows like because it is technically the entire world is under these conditions you know let's talk about other places it can take place and i really enjoyed the the look the feel and the way the game was in new vegas i mean when you got to new vegas um, just the environments, uh, the way everything looked, the, the casinos. I had a really good time playing New Vegas. I can see why this game never, ever really went out of people not talking about it. It's another version of KOTOR. Everybody keeps talking about KOTOR. And, it, you know, we're talking about an original Xbox One game. And that game still to this day is almost like a bar in a way for no you, you we're going to compare you to this game and the, the mechanics of it 
And I really feel that ever since Fallout New Vegas came out, that's the bar for a Fallout game. And we're all looking for um, a company to hit that bar again. Didn't mean to go on a tangent. Oh, hey, tangents can be fun. (laughs) Um, I do have to say, though, because MLD brought this up, you have the the perfect storm basically brewing because not only does Microsoft and Xbox own the Fallout IP, again, they own all of Bethesda and they just happen to own Obsidian, which again is the studio that worked on and created the uh, Fallout New Vegas. So, I mean, there's a lot of things there that just fall into place and it would make sense for them to be like, Okay, we have this beloved spinoff that, you know, a whole bunch of Fallout fans just, you know, seem to love and endure. And again, they they uh, put out a patch for it. They enhanced it a bit, if I'm not mistaken, uh, back in November. Um, I, I think that it would make sense that there's a lot of interest in this title to do it. Um, it just it's gonna be a a bit of a ways off <laughs> judging by from these rpgs they're working on and obsidian they seem to be working on a heck of a lot from a couple of smaller titles to two massive rpgs already uh being the outer worlds 2 and avowed which by the way i oh. I, I really want to see more of avowed <laughs> guaranteed these games are going to take a while even in the article i read we're talking these games could be five six years plus out into the future um but definitely um everybody keeps talking about fallout new vegas for a reason and it would be nice for a revisit and the one thing that i've always thought about microsoft loves developers who work on games that they're passionate about that's one thing microsoft has freely allowed their developers to do is to work on games that they're passionate about including side projects you know let's look at bleeding edge but um let's also talk about what if obsidian really wants to revisit uh new vegas what if they want to take another stab at creating a fallout game um i that's where i feel microsoft you could see this especially if obsidian themselves is interested in doing it oh yeah i would think that there would be a lot of interest from obsidian um again obviously all these plans yeah you have to think far in advance of what you want to do next right um especially you know, you get, like, the building blocks starting to go. It's like, okay, you know, we want to work on this after we're done that. They do pre-productions right before they ship games and so on. Um, I, I just, I, yeah, personally, I think it makes a lot of sense that they would want to do that. And even Microsoft, I'd be curious to see who really got the ball rolling here, whether it be somebody up in Microsoft like Phil Spencer or Matt Booty, or maybe even just, like, talks among, amongst the Obsidian staff being like, yeah, you know what? It would be great to uh, revisit uh, Follow New Vegas and uh, work on that. I, I I just think that there's a lot of things that fall in place here. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I'm curious. Uh, are you a Fallout New Vegas fan, or uh, you know, is this something that uh, would get you excited or that you'd be interested in? Uh, I own it. So I've never played it. I played a bunch of Fallout Three. Not played four yet, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it sounds like, I mean, obviously they have kind of have their hands full with them still trying to, I mean, I know it's a small team grounded 
Um, but yeah, uh, Outer Worlds too early development, um, and then wow. still trying to work on about. So, but yeah, maybe if they're thinking about like, oh, okay, after about after about uh, what's our next project? Um, I could see that. Although them by the time Outer Worlds two comes out, those kind of feel like because Outer Worlds two or Outer Worlds in general just seem like, hey, we're making Fallout when we're probably not going to get a Fallout from mm-hmm. Bethesda for quite a while. So we're going to fill that void. Yeah, but now right. since they're both under, under the same umbrella, it's like, uh, I, I don't know. But I mean, I guess they'd be different enough because obviously one's more, you know, in space and one's going to be a little bit more grounded with, uh, say, a new Vegas 2. Well, it's interesting um, that you bring that up because yeah. technically Starfield is Fallout in space, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Supposedly, anyways. <laughs> so I, I guess they could do it because once Avowed comes out, I was just thinking, like, hey, when they have Avowed out and then their next game is, uh, or their next, I guess, smaller, smallish game is going to be uh, Outer Worlds 2. And then jumping that to New Vegas, it doesn't seem like that different, but I, I guess it'll be different. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's cool if they want to link up and tackle that again, because I hear it has a really good uh, narrative compared to the others. Um, so yeah, if they want to, you know, hook back up and at least do, I don't know how long New Vegas was compared to Fallout 3, or if it was like roughly the same length, or if it just felt like a like a spin-off, like, but I, I, since I never played it. New Vegas took me about 45 hours to beat on the first time, but that was me skipping a lot of side content. I mm. think it's about the same as Fallout 3, maybe a bit more. Oh, okay. Yeah. But also, yeah, it, it's, in, it's interesting to note that many of the Fallout creators have, were, were, have are now at Obsidian right now. So it's actually a better fit. I'd say the more uh, you got the more old hands on board there, the more likely to adhere to the lore, like know the, like the more deep lore kind of aspects and bring that to life. You know, mm-hmm. make some callbacks that the fans can recognize, and uh, you know that that's always a nice thing to to see. Yeah, it's definitely a good fit. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And really, I mean, it's just so overwhelming. You know, we talk about Xbox. I'll say it again. Like they have this wealth of rpg ip now that they can just call on it's amazing um and you think about the studios that they have to do this whether it be obsidian in exile uh bethesda like i guess playground as well and so on it's just it's mind-boggling and it's really impressive now uh you know if, if we were imagine like listening to this conversation but like three or four years ago i would have been like i i just i wouldn't be able to believe it so it just, <laughs> I just, I just find it so interesting, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be open to, uh, to a new Vegas too. I, again, I haven't played it personally, but I, I've been very tempted to, I mean, I do like Centurion brought up the whole, uh, West coast feel of, uh, fallout would be interesting to me. I mean, I, I've been to Vegas. I, I like it out there. I, <laughs> Um, even even if it is a uh, post-apocalyptic Vegas, I still like the whole uh, feel of it does really interest me in a lot of ways and so on. It's a different environment, uh, almost a different culture out there, too. So, you know, and it brings other possibilities uh, for gameplay. So, 
yeah i mean i'd be open to this uh again i don't this is so very very early on guys it's um we won't be hearing about this for a while especially since we haven't even gotten gameplay for the likes of other rpgs like avowed we know that an exile is working on something kind of big as well fable and so on so it's still a ways out, but in any case, uh, it, it's good to uh, be hearing that, again, they, they want to work on these projects, which is amazing. Amazing. Uh, you guys have anything else to add to this? No. All right. All right. That's cool. Um, all right, um, guys, I think on that, I think about does it for tonight. And uh, so now we'll begin to uh, wrap up some things. I gotta say, guys, really uh, fun show tonight, you know, talking about the likes of Elden Ring, uh, the possibility of Call of Duty getting a, a delay, the Treyarch one, and uh, Steam uh, Game Pass possibly going over to the Steam. I mean, there seems to be some talks. And again, this whole rumor of uh, Fallout New Vegas 2 being possibly being discussed over at Obsidian and uh, Xbox Game Studios. So lots of lots of hot topics. And I guess a great crowd tonight. And thanks to everyone that joined us live. It's really appreciated. And if you happen to enjoy our conversation tonight, then please consider dropping a like. It does help out the show. Sharing it out. And something to the channel if you haven't done so already. Also, hit the bell icon to get different notifications of us going live. Because YouTube is... Well, I think a lot of other YouTubers would agree it's kind of inconsistent in a lot of ways that way. But uh, you know the drill, guys. Leave a thumb. Now let's move over to some of the outros. And uh, starting off here, we'll go over to General MLD. Buddy, love the show tonight. Uh, you know, you made some really great commentary. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, mostly active on Twitter. You'll find me at uh, at MLD Ghost. Uh, my gamer tag is Ghost MLD. You'll just uh, see me playing games there, uh, having a good time there, and looking forward to next week. I'm sure Xbox, you know, they never seem to fail on giving us new things to talk about. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I have to agree with you. There are lots of lots of stuff. They seem to be uh, buying different things and just different stuff being announced too so uh we'll wait and see until tomorrow right they could have something announced for monday uh moving on down here centurion my buddy from arizona i gotta say you had some really good stuff to say as well uh, where can everybody follow you at well gentlemen it was definitely a awesome sunday night great way to start off the week for me enjoyed the conversation thank you to everybody in the chat and everyone that tunes in after the show for those interested in finding me, you can find me at Centurion1307 right here on YouTube, Xbox Live, and on Twitter. And you can also find me every Sunday night right here on the TXR podcast. Mm -hmm, well said. And moving over to Eric Shockley. Buddy, I, I love the stuff that you were talking about with Elden Ring. Uh, please, again, let us know uh, how that goes <laughs> next week and so on. Um, yeah, where can uh, all of our listeners and viewers follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at ShockNero on uh, Xbox Live. Or, uh, sorry, at ShockNero on Twitter. Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good show tonight. Um, yeah, definitely want to dig deeper into uh, Elden Ring this week. Got more time available. So, but looking forward to it. <laughs> looking forward to the uh, struggle it's going to be. <laughs> it's just a lot more. 
like you having to read like okay uh i need i need this i have this magic spell like there's a lot more of that going in like technical aspects <laughs> that the hero didn't have the hero was just like oh cool you have this potion you have this item like it was like dumbed down mm-hmm. but yeah i'm looking forward to it <laughs> All right. Again, I, I may have to check out this one. A lot of people are talking about it. So uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll save it uh, for the summer or something. And uh, yeah, guys, just to round out the group, of course, this is Invader. And all of you wonderful people can follow me on my YouTube channel, at Invader Gaming. Or just, sorry, at Invader Gaming, I should say. And also, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Invader underscore 1986. Excellent talk tonight, gentlemen. And I look forward to our next chat uh, next Sunday. Have a good one, folks. See you later.